Welcome to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast, the show that helps you find freedom from anxiety, overthinking, worry, and stress. I'm Siobhan Friel, a fellow human being, transformational coach, and your new friend. Come and hang out with me as we explore a whole new understanding of the human experience so you can enjoy life with more peace and ease. Hello, welcome back to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast. Today we're talking about bad things happening in life. We'll explore what's going on and how to feel less terrible when life sucks, which it will at times. Sound good? (laughs) I really wanted to talk about bad stuff in this episode because a common question that I get asked is, yeah, I kind of get that I can see my anxiety or worry as a sign that my thinking is sped up and I need to let it settle, but what about when an actual bad thing happens? My child is very sick or I've lost my job or my partner has left me or my business has failed, so how can the stuff you talk about help me with that? Another reason I wanted to talk about bad stuff in this episode was because bad stuff is always happening somewhere to someone. So let's chat about it. So first, what do I even mean by a bad thing in this context especially? What do I mean when I say life sucks? Well, I mean a thing that is bad to you. I mean life sucking to you. In my original coaching qualification, which is very different to the kind of thing I do now, we were taught that nothing is bad or good. Everything is neutral until we lay a thought on top of it or have a judgment about it. If a client comes to us with bad shit, we do not commiserate with them or agree with them because, quote, feeling bad is a choice. Well, fuck that because to me it just strips the humanity right out of life. We won't be talking about bad shit being neutral or how adversity is an opportunity to grow or when one door closes another opens or any of that. But not because that's wrong. All things are neutral. All things just are and we do label them and make meaning out of them but we can't help but do that. And we don't know, we can't possibly know the wider effects of a bad thing and how it may turn out to be the best thing. Who knows? We don't know that. But that part of the discussion is not where we want to be looking. It's not the most helpful place to explore. It's like saying, oh, that's just gravity when someone constantly has bricks falling on their head. Instead, let's take a look at the nature of a bad thing. Like, What makes a thing bad? And what does this mean for navigating life during difficult times? So enormous disclaimer, no amount of understanding where our human experience comes from will stop life hurtling on, bringing its challenges and tribulations and joys and heartbreaks and ecstasy and beauty and crashes and highs. So the prevention of bad things happening is off the table, okay? So now that we've got that cleared up, let's talk about what this conversation is about if it's not about stopping bad things from happening and it's not about seeing bad stuff as neutral and an opportunity to grow and that kind of thing. What is it then? This conversation is a wider look at how the experience of being human is created 
including the experience of bad shit, and how we can avoid getting caught in the misunderstanding which adds suffering to pain, and instead look towards peace even when things seem terrible. Because, my dear, dear friends and fellow human family, we are going to feel pain, but we don't need to suffer. Okay, let's explore where we can look in times of the bad things. Hold my hand. Come on, hold my hand. Let's go. Said very simply, bad things are bad things because of our thoughts about them. Everything we experience in life is brought to us by our thinking, via our thinking, whether that's consciously or not. A bad thing will suck because we think it sucks. Let's say your house is being repossessed. That sucks because you think it sucks. Now, I imagine I would think it sucks that your house is being repossessed too, if I liked you, which I probably do. But not everyone will. Thoughts about the house repossession are infinitely variable and not an objective, stable, permanent thing. We aren't talking about how to think it doesn't suck so you feel better, and we aren't judging what you or what we all think at all. We are just noticing that we experience what we think about. Our entire lives are made of thought. We experience life through a constant stream of thought. In this sense, thought is very, very real. Our life is our reality. And we experience life through our thoughts. So our thoughts are our reality in the moment that we're thinking them. Said very simply once again, we make a thing bad because of our thoughts about it. But, as I say all the time, we can't control our thoughts. We don't get a say on the thought content that dashes in and out of our minds all day. So that kind of sounds rubbish, right? Like we're at the mercy of this thought thing. But no, it's not that at all. It's amazingly freeing when we see more around the true nature of thought and thinking, which is a central theme of this show, hopefully, obviously. Thoughts are temporary energy, always moving. They show up, we feel them, they move on. They show up, we feel them, they move on. When we aren't thinking about something, it's not part of our life, because our life is what we're thinking in that moment. That's the way it works, and we're not judging this, we're just taking a look at it and then coming to understand it as best we can. So, are you with me so far? So, a thing happens, and we have thoughts about that thing that we can't control, and that feel like shit. Okay. But us humans completely innocently and misguidedly pile on extra suffering by, again, innocently, engaging in the infinite thought stories which will unfold from a safety-seeking brain. Let's look at an example. In fact, let's look at my own example of the first time I experienced what I'm calling heartbreak. A relationship ended involuntarily Okay, I'm not sure why I'm talking clinically. Let's just say, I was dumped, people. It was very sudden and unexpected. Over the days and weeks that followed, I felt a lot of horrid bits. There was the pain of loss that we feel so viscerally, like a wide, expansive, deep, thick something sensation. (laughs) You may not describe it like that, it's different for everyone, and many people describe it as an emptiness, a hollowness of something. 
But for me, it was almost like I had all this love, I guess, with nowhere for it to go. So it pooled within me. (laughs) I don't know. Does that sound gross? It was supposed to be evocative. Anyway, so I felt pain. Let's say I was floating in a lake of pain, a lake of human pain. All of us will float in lakes of pain throughout life at times. There's no escaping that. And in a weird way, it felt very alive, like the world was very, very bright, like raw. Too much, really, but also kind of, I don't know, I can't really describe it, but there's something so very pure, I guess, or clean, I suppose, about that type of hurting, like that we know it's the natural order of things, the balance that is everywhere in nature. We feel that loss in such a deep way because we loved in a deep way. You can kind of see this when animals lose their young. You can kind of see their grief on their little animal faces. I hope that all makes sense and it wasn't too much of an overshare. Anyway, that's going to happen to us all. There's no escaping that. We aren't trying to change that. That's nature. Lakes of pain are part of nature. But here's the thing. Our pesky human brains come and compound this pain with thought-based suffering. We are floating in the lake of pain and then the hailstones of suffering start pelting down on us. Now, this is all just an illustration that I literally just made up. So just get a feel for what I'm saying rather than look at your own experience and separate it into pain lakes or suffering hailstones. So the hailstones of suffering are the meaning makers. Blame, judgment, what if thinking, ruminating, future gazing, assessment, analysis, judgment, judgment, judgment. So the hailstones have messages like thinking the thing shouldn't have happened, life would be like this if this happened, or I would feel like this if such a thing happened, or blaming ourselves, which always seems to feel worse than blaming others, or messages like, well, now that this has happened, that means this about my future. Layers and layers and layers of thoughts all multiplying and mating and having thought babies until we're overrun with thoughts and we just feel awful in our mind. And then, of course, we always have the um, judgment around how we should be handling it and thinking we should be handling whatever is going on better, whatever that even means. So let's say we're floating in our very human, very natural pain lakes when a bad thing happens and then we're pelted with the hailstorm of which means that thoughts when we're floating in the pain lake. So in my example, a painful thing happens, in this case, the ending of a relationship, which is painful because of my thoughts about it, which in that case was, I don't want this, right? I don't want this to be happening. So there's the lake of pain, and then there's the hailstorm of which means that. So in my example, the hail of which means that was, Uh, this relationship has ended, which means that you'll never find love again. This relationship has ended, which means that you're an unlovable person and clearly ugly and unpleasant in all the ways. This relationship has ended, which means that you are flawed and broken and no one wants to be with you. This relationship has ended, which means that your life will be devoid of meaning forever. This relationship has ended, which means that 
you will have to start all over again and we all know there are no eligible men in the world and that was probably the only one and you ruined it with your fundamental unworthiness. This relationship has ended, which means that your life is irrevocably fucked forever. Okay, I think you get the picture. I really am oversharing today, aren't I? Now, all of that is not nature. That's not nature at play. This is the many layers of conditioned, habitual thought that all of us humans are living in. Another example is one that I asked my client permission to use, even though I'm not going to say their name. But their daughter committed suicide last year. Now, all of us, I'm sure, can imagine the pain lake for this person. Visceral, consuming pain. The problem, if we want to call it that, was my client's hailstones of suffering. Filled with content like, you should have known something was wrong. How could you not see this? You are a terrible parent. And then extra hailstone layers insisting that they needed to pay attention to these kind of thoughts and they needed to suffer because they were so terrible. So no wonder they were feeling awful. I want us all to try and see that the hailstones of suffering, I'm really not sure about this metaphor, you know, (laughs) but I'll keep going. I want us to see that the hailstones of suffering will calm they are going to calm, that's almost guaranteed, because we're human with human brains. The hailstones coming and raining down on us aren't the problem. Thinking they are true, giving them attention, hanging out with them, believing them, all that is where the suffering is coming from. Said another way, misunderstanding the nature of thought is where the suffering is coming from. If we can notice that we're being hailed on, we could try, as best we can, I guess, to sink into the lake or something. (laughs) Yeah, this really isn't one of my best metaphors, so just throw it out if it's not working for you and hopefully you can see what I'm kind of pointing to. Just knowing that it's the hailstones of a human brain rather than the truth of our lives can start to really help us. Okay, let's take a look at what we've got so far when it comes to bad stuff happening. So stuff happens in life, stuff that will be bad to us because we have unintentional bad feeling thoughts about it. We will all feel pain because we're human and that is life. We will all float in the lake of pain at some point. Then our human brains, our minds, our ego, whatever you want to call it, the chattering narrator, the judge, whatever, chimes in with a fuck ton of involuntary, uninvited thoughts clanging in and out of our mind. Thoughts that are absolutely full of opinions, judgments, assessment, forecasts and analysis about what this bad thing means, what it means about us and what it means for the rest of our lives and all of that kind of stuff. So how are you doing? Are you with me? Can you see what I'm kind of pointing to here? So here's the big misunderstanding, the acknowledgement of which can help us enormously. The misunderstanding is that we need to pay attention to these hailstone thoughts. The misunderstanding is that we think there's some lesson or action step or something within the hailstorm of meaning makers (laughs) which we need to do something about or do something with. 
But those thoughts are impersonal, although they feel hyper-personal. Those thoughts are temporary, fleeting, infinitely variable and inherently meaningless, although they don't feel like it at all. People get stuck at this bit, and myself included in the past, because they can't get past how real-seeming and personal and about them these hail thoughts are. They are so compelling. But it's like a merge field in software or an email service provider or something like that. Like, let's take the email thing. You might like know what I mean. So the template of the email is the same. The template is a brain being a brain. That's why the theme, if you like, of our hail thoughts are all very similar to each other, no matter what the event is. I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. If this were different, that would mean this. I am wrong, bad, unworthy, unlovable, terrible, etc. All of this means such a thing for the future. So that is the kind of emails (laughs) that are going out all the time with that type of content, no matter who you are and no matter what's happened. But the merge fields are personalised by our own data, like name, the event in question, instances which count as evidence for our failures, like number of failed relationships or whatever, memories of other times that something like this has happened, blah, blah, blah. So that's our data because it's the only data that your brain has. A brain only has the data on you. It only has you on its email list. So don't let that automated faux personalization hold you back from feeling the freedom that can come from no longer identifying with thoughts which are nothing to do with you. We can have our pain without the extra suffering. Okay, here's the next bit which is kind of amazing. The less we're rolling around with the hailstorm thoughts, the more we have space to feel peace, to be guided, to be supported by the energy of life, the universe, God, whatever. The words don't matter here. It's what we're using the words to kind of look toward. I've said this a few times, but the spiritual aspect of the conversations that we're having on the podcast was a big turnoff for me when I was first introduced to this whole thing that we're discussing, like how humans work and a new paradigm and psychological understanding and all that kind of thing. <laughs> I loved the idea of universal guidance. I loved the idea of innate intelligence. Yeah, I loved the idea of that kind of thing but I just could not trust in something which could not be irrevocably proven through studies and replications and peer-reviewed criticism and all that kind of thing. So if this is you, I get it. The skeptics, the cynics, and the questioners. Hang in there with me, okay? There's something here. Now, I don't want you to just trust what I'm saying, not that you will, but, but I do want you to very lightly explore some of this stuff like be undecided about it all like what if you don't know what if you haven't already made up your mind anyway back to the awesome thing that happens so when we aren't revving up our minds with rumination catastrophizing and despair around the bad thing as in messing around and um responding to and relating to the hailstorm thoughts our mind will calm 
and we will feel peace, even in times of great hardship. So if we don't realise that this is how it works, this is the natural design, and I didn't realise this for nearly 30 years, although those years included when I was a baby (laughs) and I didn't know anything then, but saying nearly 30 years makes it sound really dramatic, don't you think? So if we don't realise that that's how it works, we're going to shoo that piece away. We'll dismiss it. We'll mistake it for a lack of vigilance around all the bad shit going on and we'll bury it in another pile of thought. You will be guided through whatever bad thing is happening, I promise. Like people say, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Well, you don't need to know. Okay, we haven't even talked about a fundamental part of what will always, always be going on throughout this bad thing, but we talk about it in one form or another nearly every episode. And that is the constant changing of our experience, the continuous flowing of thoughts and feelings. So, shall we go back to my first heartbreak for this one? I felt intense pain floating in the lake of pain. And then I felt the hailstorm of additional suffering. Then the intensity of both the hail and the lake changed and shifted. It moves and rises, falls, ebbs and flows. After a time, and the amount of time doesn't matter, I noticed how I had not thought about the bad thing yet that whole day. I think it was (laughs) 9am. And then it was a few days. And then the bad thing stopped looking like a bad thing and it just looked like a thing. Then sometimes I would look back on it with gratitude and love. (laughs) And then I'd be in a really low mood and in floods of disgusting snotty tears and it seemed like I was back to the start and I'd never get over it. And then I'd be at peace again. So repeat all this as desired until the next thing comes along that your brain wants to give you a hailstone shower over. Life is always moving, always. You're not stuck. If you're feeling really terrible right now, I promise you're not going to feel this way forever. And the more you see around how fluid it is, it starts to hurt less when it does feel like shit. Okay, let's go see how anxious Alice is doing. Hey Alice! So Alice resonates with what we're talking about here and she thinks of many times actually where a bad thing has happened and she realises now how much she piled on the extra suffering. She thinks about when her son was very little and he was really ill with meningitis. Alice felt a gauntlet of emotions and on reflection she sees now how she completely innocently and misguidedly engaged with thoughts about how it was her fault she should have protected him, she was a bad mother, and she should have been coping better, and all of that stuff. This is the misunderstanding of thought that we are all living in, thinking the things we think are personal and true, especially the ones that come with a bad feeling. But it's the opposite. That bad feeling is there to say, whoa, human, you're mistaking passing thought for reality right now. You need to settle. Alice also recalls the, how do I get through this muddle? When she looks back at that time, she remembers the pain and the worry, but she doesn't remember meals or sleeping or showering or taking care of her other child or paying bills or any of that stuff, which either gets done or it doesn't. And a human brain is going to have a lot of opinions on that. 
Okay, so the main thing I want you to kind of consider from this episode is stuff is going to happen in life and we're going to experience that as bad. That really can't be avoided. Us humans will feel pain, but we needn't suffer. Seeing the nature of thoughts and feelings, the nature of our human experience means we suffer less and move on more quickly. We don't feel as bashed around by the events of life because we see that it's not the events themselves. It's our relationship with our thoughts and feelings, which are always on the move. So back to me for the last time. I felt terrible during my bad thing, which was getting dumped by the way, (laughs) because of my relationship with the thoughts that were telling me that, you know, my life was basically over and I was shit and everything was shit, right? Not the thing itself. And whether it makes you feel squirmy or not, you're going to be guided by the cool intelligence that spins fucking planets, grows enormous trees from tiny seeds, wakes us up in the morning when we haven't set an alarm, (laughs) and lets 110 pound women lift cars off babies. I think that's 55 kilos, depending on where you are in the world. Before I go, I want to speak directly to the people who feel terrible right now. I know how that feels. That visceral, raw, painful, ugh, aliveness that is being a human. If I were with you right now, I would give you a big cuddle because it's all very well talking about the nature of thought and feeling and the moving of our experience, but sometimes we all just need a cuddle. So, cuddles for everyone. Okay, that's it from me for now. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. This is the part where I ask you to share, review and subscribe to the show. So if you go and do that, I would absolutely love it. If you have thoughts or questions or insights about this episode or anything really, come and share them with me on Instagram at Siobhan Friel or visit me at Siobhan Friel. See you next time.